drink every now and then of the glorious fruit of the noble hen. Eggs! Eggs! E-double-G-S eggs! My knowledge of eggs is tremendously wide. I've eaten them boiled, I've eaten them fried. Poached and shirred and deviled and scrambled. Hommel and schmommel and scoppled and frambled. I've eaten them beaten and swizzled and swuzzled. Frizzled, kadizzled, bamboozled and fuzzled. I know every way that an egg can be guzzled. And thinking of eggs reminds me of Sam, whose favorite dish is green eggs and ham. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. <laughs> Dr. Seuss is getting canceled. How stupid. Let me just be as clear as possible. It's just dumb. There are six titles that they will no longer be printing. Uh, the six titles are If I Ran the Zoo, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, Mick Elligott's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, and the cat's quizzer. Now, I don't know about you. I don't particularly remember all of these titles or what they are about. I think like most adults, we pretty much know Cat in the Hat, The Grinch, maybe Horton Hears a Who, and that's about it. Uh, we're, you know, the kids have more fun. The kids probably know more than we do about the books. But I decided, since I don't remember, to go listen to them. So I pulled them up on YouTube and had somebody read them to me like I was a child. And listening to them and seeing what was written in them, I'm really struggling to figure out where there is racist undertones in there. But if the left says it, hey, it's got to be there somewhere, right? I've stated this before and I'm going to state it again. If there actually is, they have a historical value to them because that is where we once were. The mistakes have been corrected. And we're in a much better place now. And you know how we learned how to do that? Because we had our history. Yeah, that's very important. Because you can't learn not to make the same mistake if you don't know that you already made that mistake. Like they're trying to erase everything in history, so we're going to make the same mistakes over and over. It really is pure insanity, and I do not know where we are currently living anymore. But I know this much, it doesn't resonate with the majority of America because if you went online to try to buy any of those books after they announced they were going to not print them anymore and cancel Dr. Seuss, some of those books were going for over $300 and these are like $8.99 in the bookstore. So obviously America's not with it. We have had a lot going on since Tuesday. My God, these days truly do feel like weeks sometimes with everything that goes on. Uh, really quickly, Cuomo, please do not get distracted by what they are trying to do with Cuomo. I know he had a third accuser come out and an investigation needs to take place to find out whether he is guilty or not. And if proven guilty, lock him up. But what's really going on is I think they're driving this woman's story because they feel that Cuomo could weather that storm better than him killing off people in the nursing homes and covering it up, knowingly killing them and covering it up. That's a much bigger problem. It's a cover-up. During the pandemic, they were pushing Cuomo. He was their golden boy on TV every day. And him to actually come out and say that he was afraid of retaliation by Trump if he actually told the truth 
that he knowingly stuck sick patients into nursing homes and ended up killing thousands of the elderly, that's a huge problem. You notice that that one has gotten very quiet. They're not talking about that much anymore. The liberal media outlets weren't talking about it much anyways, but they're certainly trying not to bring it up now. They've shifted to the new story of these sexual allegations. So he needs to be investigated on the sexual allegations, and he also needs to be investigated on the nursing home deaths. This guy's a real piece of work. And I saw even Bill de Blasio turned on him and said that if these are true, he needs to step down. And now Bill de Blasio's considering a run for governor. Oh, man, if New York wasn't dead yet, you guys vote in Bill de Blasio. That's going to go really, really well. Kiss New York goodbye for sure. It's already a ghost town. It's already withering and dying. de Blasio will just finish it off. And another famous idiot from New York, I would say AOC is New York's most valuable, useful idiot because that girl has no sense. I admire how much energy she has and passion she has. It's severely misguided, and then she's not real smart to boot. I'm not the smartest guy in the world by any means, nor do I claim to be. But I also don't work in Congress. I'm not also making decisions for thousands of my constituents for what's best for them or trying to do what's best for them. Okay, I take care of me and my family. That's it. Her, on the other hand, her stupid decisions directly impact thousands of people. So that's a problem. But I wanted you to hear what their most valuable idiot had to say about a $15 minimum wage. So here it is. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Congresswoman, a $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill from the Biden administration. Lots of things in there that progressives like. But the Senate parliamentarian has said the $15 minimum wage cannot be in the bill under the rules of quote-unquote budget reconciliation. And the Biden White House says they won't fight that. Your fellow House Democrat, Ro Khanna, is saying Democrats should just override the parliamentarian. Your fellow squad member, Ilhan Omar, is saying fire the parliamentarian, as the Republicans did in 01 to get their tax cuts through. Do you agree with either of them? And if not, what do you think needs to happen now to get that $15 minimum wage passed? You know, I do believe that we should override the parliamentarian. Um, I think that this is a matter of, of course and that our our constituents and people across this country put Democrats in power to, among many other things, establish a $15 minimum wage. We have a responsibility to do that. I do not believe that uh, uh, you know the, parliamentar- uh, the parliamentarian's ruling should be really an obstacle to that. And I don't believe that we should be um, really tied up about this because our two options are realistically this, override the parliamentarian or eliminate the filibuster. Those are the only two paths that we have in order to actually create substantive change in the United States. And that is what people across the country sent us here to do. So we, we, we should have our number one priority to be on delivering and making good on the promises that we made and not allowing these procedural obstacles, which can be overridden uh, to, to get in our way. One of the big blocks, though, on overruling the parliamentarian or getting rid of the filibuster and getting the $15 through 
our Democratic senators, Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin, uh, who says $11 is enough for his state of West Virginia. Uh, Manchin has attacked you and the squad in the past, uh, denouncing what he calls your crazy socialist agenda. Uh, and yet a majority of West Virginians, according to a poll conducted on behalf of groups that support the wage hike, support you on the minimum wage and not him. So what's your message to Joe Manchin tonight? Listen, I think that um, if any, not just Senator Manchin, but any person who thinks that a $15 minimum wage is the crazy socialist agenda is living in a dystopian capitalist nightmare. And we should not prop that up. We should not continue that. People are sleeping in their cars. They can't afford baby formula. There are basic goods that people can't afford to live on on $7.25. It is deeply, deeply shameful uh, that we are even having this conversation because when you take the minimum wage from several decades ago and you actually account for inflation and productivity gains to today, it should be $24 an hour. Oh God, where to start? <laughs> Will somebody please tell her? Okay, she obviously doesn't understand. Minimum wage jobs are meant to be introductory jobs. They're meant for children to start in the working force and getting experience while doing it at a cheaper rate because they have no skills or experience. Also, if you accept minimum wage, if that's what you accept to work for, that's what you agreed to work for. So that's on you. How you actually fix the problem is what Donald Trump did. You make sure there are plenty of jobs to go around where there is more than enough opportunity where you can find jobs that actually pay the amount of money that you need to make to survive. She obviously doesn't understand that. Also, small businesses, $15 an hour. Most of them can't handle that. Okay, a little pizza joint. They're paying kids that come in after school. The kids are happy because they're working 20, 30 hours a week and they're getting their little play money to have fun with. And at the same time, the pizza place can make money because they're not paying somebody double what the minimum wage is. So it's absolutely ludicrous that she would think that not only 15, but $24 an hour. <laughs> okay, there are a lot of full-time just graduated college jobs that aren't even paying you 24 that are starting around 20 bucks an hour. So she really is insane. Like I said, another useful idiot. Can you imagine how many big companies would go under at $24 an hour? Think about McDonald's. How many people are working in McDonald's at any given moment? You walk in there, there's got to be five, six, seven people, sometimes 10, 12, 15 people, depending on how busy they are. And you're paying each one of them a minimum of $24 an hour. Even the conglomerates would get killed paying people that. So that was about the most ignorant statement I've ever heard. What she should be focused on and what all the Democrats should be focused on is creating jobs. Instead of shutting them down like the Keystone Pipeline, or if they cancel fracking, if they tell you to stop using coal, you're just putting people out of work. Or how about all the blue states that are still closed and people can't open their businesses and all the small businesses that are going out of business because they couldn't make any money. That's what they should be focused on because that's how you make money. You let the entire economy flourish. And once it does, there are plenty of well-paying jobs that people do not have to agree to work for minimum wage. You leave those jobs to the kids. 
Common sense, AOC. Common sense. It definitely passed you by. Oh, boy. All right, so a few weeks ago, it was probably four or five podcasts ago, I brought up the Fourth Amendment. I wanted to do a little bit more digging into it. So what I found out is there's a case going up in front of the Supreme Court. It's Lang versus California. Uh, and it has to do with the Fourth Amendment. Just to give you a quick breakdown of the story, a police officer saw a gentleman in his car listening to the music loud. He was honking his horn. Uh, there was no other cars around him, so the police officer decided to follow him. He turned his lights on. Lang obviously sped up. He ended up getting to his house, made a turn, went straight into his garage, I guess pressed the button, and the garage door started going down. The cop got out of the car, stopped the garage door from going down, entered the garage, um, and I guess found out that Lang was impaired. The case that is being brought forth is that it was a violation of the Fourth Amendment because the cop didn't have the right to go into his garage. He didn't have the right to stop the door and go in there. It looks like there's a lot of money being thrown at this case. As a refresher, the Fourth Amendment is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable search and seizure shall not be violated and no warrants shall be issued. But upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the person or thing to be seized. So in layman's terms, you need a warrant or you have to have really good probable cause to look in somebody's stuff, go in somebody's house, look through their car, whatnot. Uh, There's only one loophole in that law and that loophole is if a car is abandoned for a certain amount of time, A police officer is allowed to check the car without a warrant. Beyond that, they're not. It looks like a lot of money is being pumped into this because if they can get the Supreme Court to rule what just happened where the cop decided to go into the guy's garage is within the rule of the Constitution, be very careful. That means they could just come in your house and check anytime they want. All they got to say is probable cause and I'm going in your house. Now, to me, the first thing that comes to mind are firearms because the left has a uh, real need to disarm us if they want to take over this country the way they're trying to. And that would be one way to do it where they could come in your house and say, I need to see your guns, where your guns at, or we have probable cause. You know, we we saw you standing in the window and uh, you look suspicious. So we're coming in the house. So you got to pay attention to this one. The the court case was on February 24th. It has not been decided yet. It's still pending, but we need to watch this one to see what comes of it because it could get real ugly real fast where a cop can do whatever they want to you. And I support police officers, but I also support privacy. You have the right to your own privacy in your domain Police officer, anybody comes to your door and you don't want them in your house, they shouldn't be allowed to just walk in your house without a warrant. You want to come in my house, go to court and get a warrant and tell them exactly why you want to come in my house and let them decide whether or not it's legal that you're trying to enter my house. And that's that. But I would definitely keep an eye on that one. I will be keeping an eye on it. But for you, yourself, it's Lang versus California. You might want to pay attention and see what the outcome of that's going to be because that could have some serious implications moving forward. The left is really all full of tricks. Another trick they're trying to pull is the uh, HR 1280. 
that's the police reform bill that just passed the house and it, man, they're going to make it so hard for cops. We're going to lose so many good cops. It's a, it's a shame. They're really at war against police officers. And there are so many good police officers. Of course, there's always going to be a few bad ones. And just like anything else, those are the ones that ruin it for the bunch, but it's a shame what they're doing. Um, some of the really bad things in this bill. I mean, the whole thing's terrible. But it's going to make it where people can now sue cops. So you're going to see a lot of cops retire and leave because they're not going to subject themselves to that. They're going to stop the uh, military-grade equipment being sent to police officers. They're going to ban chokeholds. They're going to ban no-knock warrants. And they're going to put these guys through all types of you know, politically correct training. It, it's going to be a disaster. This bill is going to really harm a lot of good police officers, and we're going to lose a lot of good police officers, and then we're going to be left with community service aides because that's going to go real well when you have somebody all hopped up on drugs. They'll try to talk them down because they don't carry weapons, and that's, you know, you'll probably lose quite a few of those aides too. <laughs> Let's just be real about it. But again, if you're trying to destroy America, then that's what the Democrats are going to do. Another bill that passed in the House this week is the H.R. 1. What a disaster that bill is. Um, I, I don't even, I can't even begin to explain to you how dangerous that bill is. It's going to the Senate. Hopefully it'll get filibusted and it won't go anywhere. If you thought the last election was a mess... Let this bill pass, and that's what every election going forward is going to be like. You have extensions for 10 days beyond the end of the election day. Uh, everybody gets to vote. There's no ID required. You, you can vote from home, mass mail-in voting. It is going to be a disaster. I mean a massive problem with voting integrity. There, there will be none. Everybody's going to lose confidence in the system. There's going to be constant fighting on who won and who didn't win. It is going to be a train wreck. Unfortunately, the Democrats hold the House, the Senate, and the White House currently. So there is very little we can do to stop these bills, minus a filibuster in the Senate. Hopefully, that's the route they go so we can stop some of these radical changes that they're trying to implement. And that filibuster really is the only thing saving us at the moment. Joe Manchin is the one Democrat who claims he would not get rid of the filibuster. I hope he's telling the truth. I hope that holds for the next two years until we take back either the House, Senate, or both. And then that way, the patients aren't running the asylum anymore. And we can get back to some type of normalcy where we're not constantly in fear of these radical changes to the United States. And last but not least... Thank you, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, Idaho, South Dakota, Florida, and if I missed your state, any other state that is currently open for business and taking freedom back for stopping all your COVID restrictions, stop listening to the lies coming out of the CDC, coming out of Fauci's mouth. Thank you for doing what you're doing for your people. Some of the states, I'm sorry it took you so long to figure it out that people are responsible if you ask them to be. When you force something upon a person, you're going to get a much worse response because people don't like being forced to do things. But if you would have just asked in the beginning, 
not mandated, just asked. You'd have probably had a pretty good response because people don't like being forced to do things. We much rather you ask us and treat us like adults and say, hey, could you guys do this for this amount of time? We'd really encourage it. It would really help everything out. And I think most people would say, all right, I'll play ball. We'll all work together. We'll all try to help each other out. But as soon as you go from asking to you are going to do this, yeah, it takes a pretty dark turn at that moment because nobody likes being told stuff like that. But, you know, don't dwell on the past, right? Thank you for opening up. Let's continue moving forward and get back to what is most important, at least to the people that love it, freedom. That about wrap it up for me. Hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, tell some people about me. You can follow me, Parlor Joe Little, Gab, Little Joe's Corner, Clout Hub, Little Joe's CC, uh, Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. And if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, Gmail, L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. God bless. Have a great Friday.